Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradz, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, we have Daniel Thiessen, the head trainer and co-founder of Radix Performance Center in Oakville, along with his wife, Rachel Thiessen, and uh, on this episode, we talk about squats, lifting versus running, we discuss supplements like creatine and L-glutamine, and if this all sounds like rocket science to you, don't worry, we break it all down, and we talk about shakes and uh, all different kinds of weird and wonder, well, not that weird, but weird to me at one point, uh, and uh, a bit of my history quickly, as you'll hear on this episode, is that uh, Nick had to drag me out to the gym and convince me to go to the gym when I was just about to turn 40 years old, and uh, he had already been going since he was about 19 or 20 years old, so he had about 20 years of experience and I had never gone and really changed my life both from a physical standpoint just how great I felt over the last few years physically um, but I didn't understand the mental gains as well as just you know going to the gym changing my diet how great it's all been so if this is something um, where you don't know where to start but you want to check out some physical fitness um, Dan is a great resource um, you know he gives out his URL in this if you want to check out his site in his Instagram um, you'll hear all that kind of wonderful stuff as well in this episode and uh, yeah we cover a whole bunch of stuff and if you are listening to this there's one report that has probably caused the most ruckus on on Facebook, whereas one of the places we've kind of distributed it, it's our destruction of the middle class report. So we put this report together. Where we describe um, how salaries have been increasing or incomes in Canada have in been increasing at a much slower pace when compared to assets like house prices. And we've taken the data from St Statistics Canada and we've taken the data from the Toronto Real Estate Board and mapped them against each other. And the results are I think outstanding in maybe a shocking way, like not in a great way. So uh, you want to, if you want to check that out, you can get that at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash middle. So if you go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash middle, you can get our destruction of the middle class report, the no more middle class report where it outlines has a bunch of uh, great charts and some of our opinions and commentary and what you can do about it and what we're doing about that for ourselves and our families. So with that, let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, we are live. So Dan, I just you were mentioning about the coffee because yes. this coffee you just tasted, you could taste what in it? The flavors. Yeah, chocolate. I, no. I I said that I've heard people telling me um that you should like taste this coffee. There's chocolate notes this and that <laughs> and I always call BS on it cuz I taste it and it tastes like coffee. Um but this El Salvadorian guy uh, Fireback Coffee uh, he's like taste this. Look at you it just has, giving him a plug right oh, away. I know. Hey, yeah, like Fireback that, eh? Coffee. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he's like, taste this. It has uh, honey notes or something like that. Well, I didn't taste honey, but I definitely tasted a sweetness. It was the first time I had coffee where I'm like, like I could actually drink this black and it has a nice taste and a good, you know, aftertaste and stuff like that. Are that you taking coffee time. as a workout supplement? No. Or? No. So you don't I'm take coffee like, before your workouts? No, I don't actually like coffee before my workouts. I don't like how I feel. I do take caffeine. Uh, but not in the form of coffee. Oh. In my pre-workout, there's caffeine, and it's uh, oh. from green tree, green tea extract. Oh, I'm saying uh, that like I'm surprised, but you told me which pre-workouts to take, and so I guess I'm taking. You caffeine are too. yes, it's about 200 milligrams, which is like the scientific, like the most researched amount that works well without you kind of getting into those jitteries or 
being crazy. Wasn't Cowan talk when Dr. Cowan was on? He was talking about green tea as well. The caffeine from green tea is different than the caffeine from yeah. coffee beans. Was he talking about that? Either you or him. I, I just, We're just about to release that podcast now. I, now I got to re-listen <laughs> to it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. There's coffee so coffee makes me feel gross before workouts. And I don't like having a hot beverage before workout either, which would raise my body temperature, which is also not good for having good results. See, I have the ultimate pre-workout mix for myself personally. You listen to David Goggins on the way into the gym. <laughs> yeah, that's So for serious. those of you who haven't listened to David <laughs> Goggins, he's like a Navy SEAL. He used to be like 300 pounds, and now he's the king of the world around doing crazy fitness like ultra stuff. marathon stuff yeah, yeah. and then I, so i listened to him talking to i think joe rogan i was getting all amped up and then i hadn't had coffee in like maybe a month and i had like a grande from uh, <laughs> jamaican reserve blend from starbucks and yeah. i drank the whole thing and yeah. then i went into radix for the crossfit open the last workout oh goodness and did then we were doing no it, it was a great workout <laughs> okay. and then we were doing the clean at the end and yeah, i did yeah. the, and i was just listening i in my uh, uh in my mind this guy goggins talks about that scene in rocky where rocky balboa gets beat down by uh, who's the first guy he fights black guy Apollo Creed Apollo Creed yeah. Apollo Creed beats him down and then Rocky looks back up at him and, and Apollo Creed is like oh my god he's never going down yeah. and he gets back up and then I just heard Eye of the Tiger so yeah. the ca caffeine and Eye of the Tiger and David Goggins voice together made me do great it was a great yeah movie. it's amazing hey, like most of it most of what's going down is not physically it's like mentally yeah, yeah it's totally. like how much can you know are you willing to hurt or you know, how deep into this workout do you actually want to go? I saw a know? video the other day of David Goggins. I don't know where, online somewhere. Mm. And he was running. There was, someone was, I guess, had the camera next to him. And he was basically just screaming at the camera <laughs> the whole time he was running. Yeah. About just, if you want this, you got to do it. And I was yeah. like, this guy is so, like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't And know he wasn't he even, lit. he probably wasn't even breathing hard. No. no. Oh, no, 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 no. That guy, if there's anybody in the world who could just probably keep going until he actually died, it would be him. If anyone At least from the way he sounds when he speaks, <laughs> I would believe it 110%. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you haven't, like, YouTubed up David Goggins, mm -hmm. go look up David Goggins and listen to some of his stuff. Oh, that guy's yeah. an animal. But yeah, on a different level, that's mental, uh, that's like grit and determination on a whole different level. I think that's why personally I like or going psychosis. Yeah, 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 seriously. But I think we all have it to different levels. Like I know, I so my level is obviously a lot different than both of yours and David Goggins, but mm -hmm. I like seeing where I break. Like mm -hmm. I like your workouts because sometimes I'm like, okay, where am I going to break and what am I going to do about it? Like I just like observing myself. Yeah. Just to yeah. see what I that's, do. Yeah, that's half the fun for me too. Yeah. I like to like see and um, just where mentally I break down, where physically I start to break down, you know? Yeah, like that workout you gave us all last Tuesday that I think, Nick, you yeah. did that one <laughs> yeah. too, right? Yeah. Where we're all running and I think half of everybody who did it at the gym was like just falling over. Yeah, that was a tough workout. <laughs> that was, I think like across the gym, people didn't recover for like three days. I get, so I want to ask you some gym stuff in a second, but Nick, yeah. you never <laughs> take any pre-workout stuff. No, I wake up and I go to the gym on an empty stomach and I prefer it like that. When I have to, when I have to work out later in the day after food, it, it really throws me off. It's not good. Well, I should say that. I shouldn't say that. If I'm doing any conditioning stuff, I don't like it. If I'm doing just like uh, pure strength or weightlifting, then then I'm fine. I can take a pre-workout, have some food. I'm okay. But any conditioning stuff, I like much prefer working out on an empty you'll stomach. you'll gag? Like you're, do, do you yeah, I get a little bit like headed after. Like I can't, I can't push myself to the same level, not nearly to the same level. I can't push myself. I'll feel sick halfway through the workout. Is your last meal of the day a big meal? Yeah. The biggest meal of the day? Yeah. Yeah, that's why it works. I eat a, I eat a lot. So like sure. I'll eat a decent breakfast. Yeah. I, I eat a decent lunch too, but then I get home and I have about three dinners. Yeah, see, that's right? why. So I have dinner and then I usually have like 
like a second light dinner before I put the kids to bed. Yeah. And then after I'm done putting the kids to bed, I go back for more food. Yeah, see? So basically his body is absorbing all that. There's however many hours you sleep. But you, you actually go into the gym having a lot of nutrients and carbs in Makes your system. Sense, yeah. And then you're able to perform. Me, I wake up like ravenous. Because if you stop eating at what time? Uh, my last meal, depending on the day, it's between 6 and 7 o'clock. Depends okay. when I get home. Yeah, right? and I'm yeah. closer to, to and my nine last, or 9.30. My last meal is my smallest meal compared to his, That's his biggest meal. So if I, if, I had a, if I had a huge meal at night, I could probably go into the gym if the first thing I did was work out and be okay. But the way I eat, when I wake up, I'm, if I don't eat, I'm going to be an angry person. Got it. I'm super okay. hungry and I need the energy. But it makes sense how he does. And it yeah. just it works for him. The thing is, the problem is for strength. Mm-hmm. For strength, for me at least, is just it's always is never as good when I because I, I get up early and the first thing I do is work out. Mm-hmm. It's always better a few hours into the morning. I will always almost always find myself stronger. So for conditioning, it's one thing. But if I was just going for like a like heavy lifts or max lifts, I, I won't perform as well in the morning. And I think that's pretty normal. I think the body just needs to kind of get get going a little bit. The I best, think that's normal yeah. for most. The people. best window of the day is like twelve to two for strength. Really? That's when your body's primed I, with I like think, your natural hormone levels and all that kind of stuff uh, with, uh, you know, when the sun comes up and goes down and all that, all those kind of things. It's been proven in that window is like you're the strongest point of your day. And uh, I think if I had my way, I'd probably do it like Nick, get up early and just work out. I don't know. I feel like yeah. my body's kind of geared that way. I haven't been lately because of my kid's schedule. I'm going to bed too late. I can't get up early yep. and that kind of stuff. Sleep would be the most important thing anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm so but I'm surprised because I'm coming kind of in between that window and I'm Yeah, you're in a good I, window. Yeah, I like that's it. a that's a midday is a good window. I worked out super early for years and you just learn how to your body adapts to whatever situations you put it through consistently. But now that I own the gym and stuff, I've been working out at different times, sometimes earlier, uh, most of the time lately, more midday. And I definitely feel like I have better results. You've just, your body's have time to wake up. Your hormones are, you know, your cortisol levels, all those things are like com- coming into the prime part of your day. It would make sense um, just as a human being that that would be the time you have the most amount of energy. Just to survive, it'd be the time when you're going to, you know, do the meat of your work, you know, whether that's farming or whatever, you know, on a, just a basic Make, level. No, right? it totally makes sense. I don't know why yeah. in my mind I just feel like morning for me personally would be the time, but you, but it makes sense what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you, you about, uh, okay, when I started working out, Nick's going to uh, laugh, and um, I thought you lost weight. I, I ate uh, vegetarian subs at Subway because <laughs> I thought that was the way how you lost weight. And then while the I was eating vegetarian <laughs> subs at Subway, and I remember the people working at Subway yeah. after a couple of weeks, they were like, oh, how's it going? I'm like, are you losing weight? And I remember saying, <laughs> no, I don't really you. think I'm losing weight, yeah. but I'm going to try. But Subway is making a whole lot more money. Yeah, I was you. making bread and just like <laughs> lettuce and tomatoes. Not and that, I mean, like, look, if you got the chicken breast at Subway, it's 50-50 if it's... Yeah, yeah if it's actual chicken. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure <laughs> what it is. So, you know, who it's knows? Okay, what so what should we give up there? Man, yeah. maybe I was eating healthier. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I had Subway, uh, meatless subs. This is many years ago now. Yeah. Like, not that long ago. Yeah. But, and then I was going into my... Uh, my uh, my uh, Carol had my wife had an elliptical machine in the basement, oh, and I hated oh, working. I remember. That. I hated working out so much. I said, "Okay, well, how can I trick myself into working out?" So I said, "Well, I hate working out." So what? Said, why? Why did what? you hate working out? Effort. Uh, I just didn't want to. I didn't associate going to because I had never worked out in my life until yeah. I was about thirty nine. So it was just like a needless pain. Yeah, because yeah, okay. I never associated. Now I understand. Oh my gosh, going to the gym, I feel better physically and mentally. Yeah, and sure. 
my whole life's better. Mm-hmm. But then I thought my life was pretty good. Okay. And I didn't really notice. It's, it's like you, you don't know it. what you don't know. Yeah, that's true. Right? So I'm like, oh, man, why am I going to do this? And I think I think a couple weeks before that, maybe I tried P90X. Okay. Like those DVDs. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. jump around and stuff. Yeah. I think I got dizzy. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, this is too much. And then yeah. I said, okay, I'm going to try the elliptical. I'll get up at like 5 a.m. And I went into the basement, unfinished basement at that time, got on my wife's elliptical for 30 seconds. And then I tapped out. And then 30 seconds, one time, one time. And then I came back the next day (laughs) and I did a minute and then I came back the next day and I did 90 seconds. And then I was incrementing by 30 seconds and I got to half an hour. Oh, see, well, what you did there (laughs) in the the strength and conditioning world is just a little bit of uh, linear periodization. So where you just give the body a little more stimulus (laughs) every time and it starts to adapt to the process. (laughs) And then I I think most people don't start at 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny though that like, it it's almost um it's a basic concept and it was so it's such a basic concept that that was your natural reaction to do it it's that's very interesting to me yeah, yeah. I, I was like why am i even bothering doing this this yeah. is i don't like know a, how you came to the like 30 second because i thought how little time can i do <laughs> yeah. and i won't actually hate myself yeah, or this yeah. and i'm like well 30 seconds i i should be able to do 30 <laughs> seconds <laughs> anyway i got up to half an hour and then i maintained the half an hour for a few months but then i realized i really wasn't I'm like, oh, I'm kind of doing this, but I'm not sweating mm. and I don't feel like I'm actually gaining anything. Like I'm not losing yeah. weight. I'm not, there was not enough stimulus. Why I did you do it? Like you were actually trying to lose weight. That was, the I goal? don't know what I was doing. No. So you just or thought, just, just, just trying to exercise. Yeah. yeah I yeah, just okay. thought I should exercise. Okay. And then I see all the fitness gyms. Every time I would walk by one, I yeah. would see a lot of elliptical, not or treadmills and yeah, uh, bikes and Stairmasters with TVs and in front of them yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, Oh, well, that's what you do. Yeah. Like I just associated, I guess that's how you get fit. Yeah. And then, uh, I saw stuff on TV maybe, I don't know. And that's what I figured. Yeah. And like then, Bowflex had that one that was like you, it was like elliptical and a stepper at the same time. And mm. it burned like twice as many calories. Do you remember those infomercials? Yeah. 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 So I did that. And then I think I can, long story short, I complained to Nick about energy and I wasn't feeling good. And he's like, well, get off your ass, go to the gym. Yeah. And I went to the gym and then uh, I tried my a deadlift for the first time in my life okay. at like 30. I guess I was almost 40, 39. No, no. You, the first day, I remember your first day because you squatted and okay. I was laughing because you're like, oh, I think I can do more. I think I can do more. I'm like, okay, this is a guy that hadn't squatted in how many years? Oh, I'm goodness. like, this is going to be good. Yeah. So he squatted. I'm, I forget what you squat, whatever. You know, I have no way. concept either. And I'm just, I'm just waiting for the phone call. And then he calls me later that day. He's like, Nick, when I got home, I couldn't walk up <laughs> oh, the that's stairs. Right. I thought I broke a rib. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> somehow from squatting or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't that heavy, and, but and I just were, knew by the I'm volume. I'm like, should I call a chiropractor or something? <laughs> I think I'm dying. <laughs> No, really, the pain was that wild. Yeah, I'm joking. I can imagine it was nine if out of you've ten never pain. done anything. Do you remember? Yeah, I was, I was, while you were doing it, I was in the gym watching you. I was like, this is going to be great. Yeah. Oh. And then the next day, I went, uh, the next time I went back, and I think they tried to make me do push ups and a few pull ups and a bit of a rowing, and I threw mm. up. Oh, nice. Uh, outside, like yeah. a bit, like a dry heat, but then I also started throwing up. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. Yeah. I don't know how that, I associated that with like, this is how you work out. Yeah. Um, so I learned a lot. And then, uh, you know, uh, ran into Rachel, yep, uh, your wife, and then uh, you know came over to Radix, and since then, yeah, it's been a great adventure. So, what I want to talk to you because for someone like me, because I know Nick obviously knows this, yeah. what's the deal with squats? Like, why is it important to lift heavy weights? Like, why did I think you lost weight and gained muscle by going on an elliptical machine? Um, maybe why, that's your social why programming. You thought that I have yeah. no idea, but okay. it's, prob- <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's probably there's probably a lot of 
misconceptions and myths uh, of people who don't work out of what working out does. It's like the same thing with women who think they're going to become Arnold Schwarzenegger if they pick up dumbbells. Like that kind of stuff is is in my mind stupid, but it's a perception they have and it's a it's real to them so they don't pick up the weights right so wh- so what's the deal with like lifting like squats like yeah, why so should cuz i i see the way you program mm-hmm. um everybody squats at the gym is always doing squats. squats yeah yeah what's the deal so you you need uh multi joint compound movements like squats deadlifts um that recruit the most amount of muscle fiber and you get the most bang for your buck uh, on top of that, it turns your nervous system on, so you start to recruit more of what you already have, and your body will naturally adapt to those stimuluses. So we need to put enough weight on you so that your body will break down and then rebuild to get stronger. And those movements that we need to do are multi-joint compound movements. So that means like there's multiple joints moving in the same uh, exercise using as much muscle as possible. So with a squat, you're using your whole legs, using your glutes, your hamstrings and your quads. And those are literally the three biggest muscles in your body. So when you do that, um, your hormones even change. You, you start to have more testosterone, more growth hormone and all those good processes start happening. That's what I've recently read a lot about. It's just like for guys in their forties, it's important to lift i think guys oh, yeah. and girls like everybody basically everybody as you get older too heavy weights it makes your bones denser denser muscles stronger you know and you're only on a decline right like uh, once you've hit that peak of your life and wherever that is your mid-20s to early 30s from then on testosterone is going to go down you're going to have less likely uh there's a less likelihood of you keeping muscle on more likelihood of you getting fat uh your um you know all those things you used to get away with doing before your metabolism starts to go down so you have to combat that in some type of way and the best way to do that is by lifting weights so nick have you noticed that like you've been lifting weights now for so long do you notice now that you're 40 like are you noticing any changes or because i noticed it yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know i mean look I, i your recovery time and the ability to the speed at which my body at least adapts to the stimulus is different for sure. Mm-hmm. So, so the effort it takes for me to make gains now or recover from something compared to what it did 10 or 15 years ago is drastically different. So like I look at these guys, these young guys at the gym, like they're like 25 and they're like, Oh, I just did this yesterday. I did this and I'm going to do two more workouts today. And I'm like, yeah. first of all, like that's awesome. That, you know, that's great. But I go, just wait till you're 40, dude. Yeah. Like what do you, you know? So they're telling me like, yeah, why can't you do this? Or they'll see me warming up, which is half the length of Dan's warm up. So mine's, you know, maybe 15 minutes Dan's. I mean, I guess it's a quarter. You're just, yeah. yeah. And, and they're like, what are you finally done yet? Are you ready? And I'm like, you yeah. don't understand. Like if I don't do this, I, I like before I used to be able to walk into the gym, swing my arms twice and move. Now yeah. it's like, if I don't do this, I'm just, something's going to go like they're, they're an and, and So come. why do you have to warm up? Like what is it? Well, that's happening? I don't know. He tells well, me. Yeah, to do why are why do everything's have to better when I do it? So, yeah, you need you need to prep your joints. You need to prep your muscles for the work that's about you know to come. What we do is not like I wouldn't need to warm up to go on an elliptical. That wouldn't make sense. An elliptical would be in a warm up, um, but we're we're lifting heavy weights. We're doing you know hard circuits. We're doing advanced gymnastics, Olympic weightlifting. Like those are extreme ranges of motion uh it takes a lot of technical ability you have to be focused you have to be ready like i i need to get myself not only physically but mentally ready for what i'm about to do because it's not a joke so it's so easy to get injured doing you know stuff that like 
like this if you don't know what you're doing. So what's doing. happening during a warm-up? Like you're t- telling your nervous system, hey, there's something coming yep. in your nervous system. Is that what's spot. turning on your yep. nervous system? Nervous system starts to go... Uh, starts to turn on and get ready to go uh but you're starting to get blood flow to the joints right like a stiff a stiff muscle or a stiff joint um all of a sudden put into an extreme situation is only has one thing to do it's going to get hurt so when you get that blood flow in there and everything loosened up and ready to go and in the right ranges of motion then you're like way less likely to get injured and then when nick talks about recovery mm-hmm. what's the recovery nick it's your muscles or the nervous system both. like if you it's both mm-hmm. so when you lift uh so, weights it's your nervous system's recovering and the muscles are rebuilding. Yeah, depending on uh, how heavy or what type of exercise. So, like, the for me, the hardest thing to recover nervous system-wise is, like, a, a super heavy deadlift. Because it's the most amount of weight that I'm going to ever have in my on my body or like moving with my body. So that requires the most of my nervous system to turn on the most amount of muscle fiber and the longer time to recover. I did that, the the nervous system aspect of it. So early on, I kind of understood some, you know, I I still didn't really know what I was doing when I first started working out. You know, I was doing a lot of bodybuilding stuff. I was at a Gold's gym um, and and it was great. Like what I was doing was better than what I could have been doing, right? Which was nothing. So Mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of stuff, but it wasn't only until, I, I mean, I don't know, when but a number of years just a handful of years ago where i truly started understanding that what happens to your nervous system and, and the impact on it and yeah when you lift the sometimes heavy weights that it does really kind of impact that not necessarily in a bad way but it, it really drains it um but the the flip side is also when you build up to heavier weights you're also making your nervous system stronger in a lot of different ways and it can react in a lot of different ways quicker and more efficiently than it could when you're not used to kind of that stimulus so you don't have to be squatting or deadlifting heavy to get those benefits right because th- i think the thing that excuse us i know and sometimes when you know with a lot of the guys that i work out with you know light uh, like weights that i think are not heavy um to the out to a lot of people they look at them as heavy because because in their everyday life or in their gym environment workout environment there's not a lot of people lifting those weights or they're not maybe regularly lifting those weights um and it kind of skews our our perception a little bit but but it you know you get the same benefits from increasing the load that you usually put on yourself so you don't have to go squat 500 pounds to get the you know to feel these drains in your nervous system if you're used to lifting 20 pounds only ever and then you go to do a left deadlift for 100 pounds it's going to impact the body and it's going to cause the body to repair itself stronger in a, in a better way yeah. i would imagine so it doesn't matter who you are it's all right? it's all relative so right? someone listening to this because that's yeah. where i would come from a place of intimidation like i would yeah. hear you two guys and be like oh shit there's no way i'm going to be able to go to the gym yeah. i could barely move the elliptical machine like now i'm going to go do these deadlifts yeah. but you can really just get a bar with a little bit of weight and start deadlifting and have benefits yes so like somebody so who is like 50 yeah. 60 years old oh, of course. they could start deadlifting if they had the functional uh, yes. movement to get to the position properly. as long as long as yeah as long as they have the mobility to be in the right position and somebody teaches them how what muscle like how to move the weight what muscles to use, how to brace their core, those kind of things. Because I'm thinking like just for longevity purposes, like me at 45, like I think it's just a benefit to be able to keep my body moving in these ways, like be able to bend down, pick stuff up, get up. It's just functional movement. Just functional movement. Is it just feel like me or in the last five years, is there a lot more knowledge about functional movement? Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's not just because like I came into, like started working. Yeah, you feel like there's more information. (laughs) Well, there's just, there's scientists who are actually doing like real studies. Yeah, but I think to the average person, so I agree with you. Yeah. 
Um, but I also agree with, with Tom because I think to the average person that isn't in this every day, mm-hmm. they don't know about those types of things that you see on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah. So it's new to a lot of people. It's still oh, yeah, used yeah, to yeah. that. For um, them, it's just, yeah, it, it's it's complete news, right? But I have a 75-year-old who deadlifts, squats, presses. He's oh, 75, really? yeah. I'll okay, never forget God. the first time that I that when I started squatting properly because for, I don't know, I, more than I care to admit, probably for 12, 14 years or something, I went to the gym. I would never squat more than... You know, at that time, it was all about plates. How many plates are you doing? So it was two plates a side, which is 225. I would never squat more than that because it would hurt my knees. I didn't, because I didn't know any better. I didn't know how to squat properly. When I finally learned how to squat properly, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I, and I, I didn't, I lost the, mo- the range of motion in my body. I couldn't actually get into a good squat position. And if I got there, like, I couldn't sit without weight on my, my Cause back. Because you were holding your knees forward. Is that why? I forget what Everything. it was now, but yeah. I, I just probably, wasn't. probably like, it was, typically what happens if you don't, squat to full depth he's putting a lot of the pressure just on the quad itself the quad will get like super tight and then it will pull on the knees it'll just wreck okay hurt your knees knees. okay yeah so i couldn't even get so like without weight i just mean like like i couldn't go sit you know i would would like sit as a human in, in a squat position and sit there for like 30 seconds i would be in so much pain i could barely get up after that and then i remember looking at um i guess it was ella because she's my older daughter and I saw her one day playing when she was young and she was just sitting in a squat position. She was just sitting there playing. Like, and I mean, for forever, what seemed like forever. And by this time I had started understanding that like I should be able to get in that position. I mm-hmm. looked at her sitting there. I'm like, oh my God, that is like a natural human, human position, position that yeah. we should all be able to get into. But we use all these chairs all the time. We never do that anymore. Well, I, so I f- we don't get in there. Yeah, I feel like we're set up for failure. Like with our school system and stuff, they shove you in a desk. The chairs. And you're just stuck and your hip flexors get super tight and you never really sit down into a squat anymore. I remember our grandmother over in Croatia baking bread in front of a fire on the ground and she would just squat right down to the fire yeah. and it was like a brick stone surface and she would cook the bread right on that stone surface and put like a pan over it and then the ashes and she would just squat down and even if they used a chair it was a little three-legged stool that was really really short yeah it was so like it's almost 10 or whatever yeah one foot and off it's the almost ground, like right? they squatted and the chair was there like a little, a little bench, bit of a support stool. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. tiny little stool and i remember just looking at them thinking oh my gosh it wasn't until one summer like three years ago i finally just squatted all summer at the beach that, uh, that was funny yeah you just yeah I, I wasn't even lying at the beach i think people thought i was like praying or i was doing funny things <laughs> i was so telling my, them you were that's what i was doing yeah my <laughs> family this guy. yeah my family was all lying at the beach but i just squatted all yeah. summer and yeah. i got so uh my mobility on the squat got so much better for sure and i think my si joint healed up like i had a sore si joint mm. but then it just went away yeah you were just lengthening out things that are probably pulling on the SI joint. Th- that's the like biggest that. thing I've realized uh, when you understand the human body better. A lot of pains that I thought I had, I would have, back five years ago, I would have thought I should not work out because of these pains, yeah, yeah. which I think most people think. Yeah. But I've now since learned I have these pains mm-hmm. because I'm not going to the gym and doing things. And I know for you guys that sounds pretty obvious, but like I didn't get it. No, yeah. Most people um, like lower back issues, stuff like that is tight hip flexors. too much time spent in that seated position um weak core muscles the core muscles are not firing properly okay so i want to ask you some some, something else now if squats what are the what are some of the key movements that you would think for people like squatting Squatting, deadlifts deadlifting pressing pressing pushing something over your head over your head yeah Um, Uh, which you'd be surprised how many people can't get over their head properly most people end up with weight in front of them and they don't have the mobility for their shoulders because we're all hunched because we're hunched over we spend a lot of time on our phones doing this there's going to be i'm telling you in i don't know maybe it's already happening but it's gonna be an epidemic of people with really bad hunched neck over. 
posture hunchback problems in the future because people just walk down the There's street be a lot of with their head down on their phone yeah. all day yeah and uh, that all that tissue it, it your body's amazing it adapts to whatever you do the most so it's just gonna all that tissue is gonna just build that way and it's going to be horrible i think it took a couple of years for me to even i'm not great at it but just to get some uh mobility i was, over I was my, horrible when i yeah, when i first you? started with uh rachel i was horrible because i spent so many years punching so everything happened here so it was all tight through here i could like all through my chest and the front of my shoulders and stuff so putting my hands over my head it was brutal it took me years to get to that point where it was like a natural position for me. So squatting, deadlifts, uh, up, some push over your yes, head. Yes, some pull. And so being pull, able like to pull, pull yourself up onto a something, but like okay. a pull up would be the so basic. So even an assisted pull up if you're starting. Of right? course, it, there's all the every uh, every movement has a basic uh, foundational movement to start from and build to from to. Okay. So like, you know. And then why, when you do a lot of programming for people, do you do sets of like, okay, let's do this for th three rounds or three sets of yep. five? Like, why isn't it like, let's do this for 10 rounds of 20? Like, why is it three by five or five? 10 by rounds five? of 20 would kill most people, but, but like, um, like, but like, no, I know but what let's you're say saying. You do it lighter so you could do it more yeah, times. So uh, it comes back to the nervous system again. And it also comes back to you need to, again, it's relative. So, Everybody's got like a like say let's take a squat. Everybody's got a natural one rep max of what uh, at that point they could lift one time. You have to work at percentages that are close to that one rep max in order for you to gain strength. To work at those percentages, you have the reps have to be anywhere between like two and six, six being the high end, to to gain strength. That and what I'm trying to do is build stronger people. So I need them to be working close to that. To that okay. one rep max okay. in order for their body and their nervous Got system it. to you adapt. You have to be closer to the one. What yeah. your one rep max? Because I could I could program a three by five, but if you did that fifty percent, there wouldn't really be an adaptation that happens. Got it. Okay. Right. But if I if you're trying to do twenty reps, I can't work at a higher high enough weight. To your own personal max weight. Yes, to your own personal max to create an ad adaptation for strength. That adaptation that would occur would be an endurance adaptation. So then what about the people that, are, that would ask, say, so you use females as an example, because yes. it's a very common myth. Yeah. You, you know, a, a lot of women don't want to yeah, they do, say do strength training or weightlifting yeah, because yeah. they're, they're scared they're going to get bulky, which mm -hmm. is like, like I wish that I could gain muscle that quick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's like a and, dream and for guys. Yeah, so the, and the, they don't even have the hormones to... To, to adapt that quickly, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what about the ones that will come and say, "Well, look, I'm going to do the, the the ten, the sets of ten or fifteen or whatever because that's that's more geared towards toning." Yeah, no, right? the toning thing. I don't. To be honest with you, I don't under, really understand what toning is. Like, I understand what they're yeah, saying, I see but what I, they're saying it's too. not a thing. Yeah, it's like if you want to get leaner, which is pretty much what they're saying that's all about how you eat. That has nothing like that. Really, has nothing to do with your sets of ten to fifteen. Um, sets of 10, sets of 10, you're more in like, uh, hypertrophy, which is like muscle gaining rep range. Okay. So they're actually making a mistake. So yeah, like they're, they're going to, depending though, if they're sets of 10, again, is that like a, a 50%? They're just working out. Like okay. they're not creating so you're, real so you're, adaptation. You're saying then. to get leaner 
for for a woman who's thinking to get leaner, it's more about her diet. Diet, and 100%. then doing like a three by five set's you not going to make her bulky. No, well, it's most of the, like if you speak to any any bodybuilder, you know, okay. what, because the big thing about bodybuilding, obviously, they have to lift they lift heavy weights because they want to gain muscle, and they'll do it in a different rep range because it's not just about a one rep max for them. They're trying to define you know the, the look yeah, of, the look of the muscle. Yeah. But when they're leading up to their show. The, the most important thing for them and when they're leading up to the show of how their body's going to look is their diet and water retention. And, and they put themselves through very extreme, yeah. um, ex- extreme changes in their diet. But yeah. the diet is what starts making all those muscles look just ridiculous because they're removing everything else from their yeah. body and they're pumping it with insulin and stuff like that to yeah. get it to uh, that's to, what to i learned about myself is that my change in my diet actually revealed some muscles not that yeah. they were very big muscles no, or anything, but, but you, it actually the muscles were the, there it was the, the diet change look, that revealed it yeah and yeah that's exactly it but and then people don't realize also that when bodybuilders are on stage they're at the weakest point Okay, so even so, I just want to get this through my head. Even somebody who you said you're training someone who's 75. Yes, like I know you have a bunch of young people, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But uh, punks, life. They're they're if they're listening, <laughs> some of them but for some of the older people coming in, yes. like you would have them do squats and yes, deadlifts, and if they couldn't put a bar on their versions. back, I well, usually don't put a bar like a, on their hold back. a dumbbell. Maybe so, yeah, they start off by holding a dumbbell in front of them because it creates a better posture for them to squat in. Okay, uh, it just forces the posture, which is it helps them engage their core properly and stuff like that. Some people uh, have them. I won't even have them. Um, like go to full range without something for them to sit on. So they get to, they need to teach their body so you'll have what a bench is full behind range. Them yeah, so they can exactly. sit down to see how low they can go. Yep. And then I see kind of what breaks down in those moments before they get to the bench. Are they able to hold a good posture? Do they start to break somewhere? Do their knees collapse? Um, does their butt wink under, which means their hip flexors are tight? Stuff like that. You just I start to look for and I start to help them rebuild it. Uh, any? I'm curious. Anyone who's uh, at those ages coming to you, is there a common theme? Like, are they just like, hey, I need to move better? Yeah. Or? Uh, yeah, my 75-year-old client, he, he actually came to me because he tore uh, his rotator cuff. Okay. And he thought... Well, I won't. I don't, I'm not saying anything, but he thought his physio was an idiot. Okay. So he's like, they make me do this crap and it's not working. He's like, I need to get stronger. I'm like, that's probably the smartest thing I've heard all day. Okay. Cool. And he's been with, we, we so got him doing- stronger. He, he picks stuff up, puts it over his head. He can do everything he wants to do and needs to do now at his age. And he's literally come to me ever since. And it's been like three, almost four years now. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So he was, yeah, he was with me before we even opened up the gym over there. Okay. Yeah. The other misconception I had, I guess it's tied to the elliptical. I just thought to lose weight was a lot of running. Mm. Like I should just run a lot. Like I should go outside and run. Yeah. You still have running in all the programming yes. you do. So it's are great you... for cardiovascular health. And okay. For so is that what's happening? Stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So the lifting weights is a, a improving my nervous system is yeah. ability and to recruit also, muscles. And, and if we're talking about the way you look, also will make you look way better than if you didn't look lift the weights uh lifting weights yeah it's lifting weights you, will make you look way better than it's gonna if make you just your do. hormones firing properly but and it's gonna turn your muscles on and they're gonna you know they're gonna look good they're gonna grow they're gonna look you're not gonna look like i don't know yeah. I, I was gonna you know say something say, bad so, but like, yeah like a crackhead yeah. or something you know no, but that's always been one of my my things this i'll go back to the you know the misconception about women worrying very you know or a lot of women worrying yeah. that they'll uh, they'll get bulky is i think it's because a lot of them just have never really used their muscles like never pushed yeah. them at all right other than like everyday tasks like opening a car door and stuff like that yeah. so so guys and and males and females in that when they're in that type of shape 
when you do start lifting weights, you do notice a difference right away. But it's not because okay, your so muscles have, they, it's not because your muscles have grown. They're just a little bit firmer now because yeah. they've actually been used. So then they're right? scared that's going to continue at that pace, maybe. And it where can, it's not it, it's exactly. Not. It's no. like anyone that works out of the gym, like or, you know, it's like anyone that goes on a diet, right? Or they change their diet. They're like, wow, I'm dropping all this weight. All of a sudden, they, they start dropping weight early on. Well, those that weight drop's not going to continue forever. You're going to shrivel up into nothing, yeah. right? You can't. It, the body's not designed for that. But when you go from zero to something you notice the biggest change right? yeah got it okay yeah. and and if you if they're i don't know if they're ever on instagram or they're seeing bodybuilder women who compete those women are on drugs so don't worry like you can't they they physically cannot turn themselves in into what those women look like without the help of okay. different kinds so of the drugs. whole idea that women are going to get bulky lifting weights yeah. is just a myth yeah Propagated yeah. by looking at fitness models who might be on drugs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We boiled it all down. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and I didn't mean to bring that up again. It was just an example. But guys, too, because there's a lot of guys that will start at the gym and then right away, oh, you like, would holy be, cow, you, like, look yeah. at me now. And I'm like, well, yeah, like you literally went from a one to two. So that's 100% gain. To go to the next level, you're now going to go from two to three. So the same amount of jump, but it's only a 50% gain. And each time you move up a level, the actual gain is a smaller and smaller percentage. Right. So and that's what they don't realize. Like when everyone starts out, they get these huge gains and they're like, yeah, yeah, so the beginner gains are the yeah, best. Yeah. And I can oh, see it, is that, all, it is fun. That it's happened to me superstar. a lot because I changed yeah. uh, right when I started going to the gym. I also changed my diet. Yep. And then that happened to me. Like I started getting a, a dropping, I guess, some fat off me and my body shape chart started to change. Yep. But then after that initial period, it hasn't changed that dramatically since. Yep. So I can kind of uh, I remember because I didn't want to change my clothes and we were doing a training class here at the Rockstar office and my pants were were getting so big do you remember at my belt i was like i remember because i told you i'm like and, you and, need to buy pants and my t-shirts were so it, sloppy it creates those like loops yeah yeah like those <laughs> loops in my pants and then it like folds yeah and then my t-shirts were so sloppy looking because they were hanging over yeah. and uh nick and i think it might have been paul but, but i think you definitely said it you were like uh i think you need to get some new clothes you look like a homeless person <laughs> and you're like giving the class at our office here but i wasn't convinced that i was going to stay like that because yeah. my body had never you know remember i was 40 and my body yeah. was changing a lot so yeah. i didn't think i was going to stay like that so yeah. i didn't want to spend the money yeah. to make the change but that's a good example too because you were 40 when you started working out and you you've made like a lot of changes in your body and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and, you know, so you change some diet stuff, you, you know, you, you work out regularly, but you, it's not like you spend, you know, hours and hours and hours at the gym. And at that age, which is an age that a lot of people are like, well, you know, I'm 40. So this is just kind of the new reality. It's not, mm. you don't need big changes. You know, you don't, you don't no. need massive lifestyle changes to see big changes in what you, you've done. Right. So yeah. it, it, mm -hmm. it's for a lot of people. I think they kind of need to get past the age side of things because to your point too, you're, you're trained people that are 70, 75. And I've yeah. seen a lot of the like older people start in at the gym at, at older ages. And, and they, I've seen them make big changes too. And it, it's cool. Like, I don't know. I like this stuff. So when I see someone, you know, th that wants to come in and make changes in th with their, their health or physical appearance, or whatever, and they, they get the gains. It's, it's awesome. Like they, they're so happy about it. Like it becomes an addictive thing when it you're is. Well, at this it. age, yeah. I feel like I can go on vacation with my kids. Like when we were in Jamaica and I can run around on the beach and play beach soccer. Mm -hmm. I can go play tennis. I can like go swimming. I can play paddle ball. Like I feel like I can do all this stuff, which yeah. selfishly is like fun for me. Right. I can kind of do more stuff. Just yeah. warm up. Or you're going to tear another Achilles. <laughs> yeah. 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 I did tear my Achilles. That was soccer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that was, a common 
soccer knees and Achilles yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think what was happening is th- there is I started going to the gym and my muscles were actually growing, but my tendons had not caught up. Yeah. So then when and I went to probably play so- way too tight. Yeah. So I was really yeah. tight. I went to play soccer. I didn't warm up because it was men's league soccer in Oakville here, and we were down players. Yeah. And someone I got there late because I was dropping off my son at hockey, and someone just waved me on because they were panting. They were out of breath. They're like, "Get on, <laughs> get on!" And I just took. I just changed and ran on the field cold, and then right away I heard like a. A pop and uh, yeah, I was done. But then I, I started doing a lot of pull-ups. I was able to do yeah. pull-ups for a few months. And that <laughs> actually helped my yeah. yeah, it helped my pull-ups a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, that's so, a good way to look at it though. Yeah. Injuries are almost inevitable. It's like how do you deal with them? Most people just stop. That's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, I've now accepted it's part blood, of life. You need to get blood flow going. You need to have those good hormones going. You'll recover faster. You'll feel better mentally. You won't get into that, like, you know, that depressed state of, like, this sucks. My life sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you just need to continue to work at something that you can work at. The That's Achilles one was tough. I, I, I yeah. think I did hit. I, I think I was a little unfair to Carol. I think I was fl- falling into a little bit of, like, I'm not a, I'm not depressed. But no, no, During no. that period, there was a couple of weeks. I have moments, too. Yeah, where, <laughs> where I was really hitting a low point where yeah. I'm like, because I had to take crutches upstairs. I couldn't drive. Carol had to drive me everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And then if I forgot my laptop upstairs, I would literally have to wear a backpack, go upstairs, load the laptop into the backpack, put the backpack on, then go <laughs> down the stairs. It was a, it was a torturous time. <laughs> But uh, you okay. just needed to learn how to walk on your hands, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's uh, I'm still learning that one. Yeah. But uh, okay, I wanted to ask you something else. Yep. I never thought I would do is I okay. never thought I'd be one of those people because I don't know. Growing up, I always heard people who talked about creatine seemed to be like, oh, you're a, like a meathead. Meathead. Mug. Yeah. yeah. But now I think it was a meathead thing for a long time. Yeah, but, but now it seems like there's that. a lot of science around yes. a couple of these things. So the supplements that I seem to be taking a lot of are creatine mm-hmm. and L-glutamine. Yep. Why do I take creatine again? Can you remind me? So. <laughs> I like that question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I know at I least see, you just I, listen to me. Yeah, that's no, a good, that's, a good, that's the first good yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, creatine is the most researched supplement I now ever. know that. Now yeah. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'd have to, like, to do something bad inside, you would have to take a lot of that stuff for a long period of time, and it would just be stupid. So, there's like, I've taken five grams of creatine, uh, every day like and there's periods where I, I come off for whatever reasons but for since I was like 15 man and, 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 I'm in my and, 30s and, and so why did you come uh, those uh, so creatine so if you think of your ba- your uh, basic energy systems you have the creatine phosphate system which is ATP uh, CP and it's the first energy system your body uses to do something and it's the one that uh, contracts your muscles like super hard to do like a one rep max squat um, so what we want is to make sure that those levels are up for those times when you need to do that. So supplementing with creatine gets Got that it. in okay. the muscles and it helps, but it's also, you know, it's been sh- shown to help you get stronger, uh, help build a little bit more muscle. You, you could retain a little bit of water, but it's like when people used to talk about that, you think of like some bodybuilder who's on like off season looking like super fat like that. No, now some of the research around creatine no, seems like hydration is good. Like having water, like being hydrated and having water is good. Like it's not a bad thing. Okay. Yeah. I remember, I think I was going to PubMed uh, on, uh, on the web there and just typing in creatine and yeah. you could just see stuff. Study after study after yeah, study of the benefits of creatine. Of, tons of studies. Okay, so creatine's creatine. helping me activate my ATP, my like energy stores. Yeah, and, stores. and helping your muscle contract. Okay. Yeah. And Which then, the more it can contract, the more we can get out of it, the heavier you can lift, that kind of stuff. Okay, and then L-glutamine, because uh, yeah. I was just talking to someone, uh, another dad my age, and he said, Tom, have you... 
he, I won't say his name, but he's like, Tom, have you heard of this thing called glutamine? I go, yeah. I started taking it. Yeah, he goes, I started taking This stuff is amazing. Yeah, and yeah. I asked everyone, my doctor, everyone what says did, it's okay. What did he take it for? Was it he was reason? just taking it because he started going to the gym. Oh, okay. And he, with someone told him to start taking it. Yeah, for, I think, yeah. muscle recovery. Yeah. I, I forget why. Yeah, yeah. And he said, I just feel great with this stuff. Yeah. So what? Yeah. what's the deal with so, L-glutamine? Yeah, L-glutamine is great um, to help with recovery, but it's really good for your gut. And so uh, a lot of people have different types of gut problems. Um, but on the most like the most basic way I can explain this is that if your gut is taking in food and not able to use the nutrients from the food to help you recover, then it's not working properly. That's that's what we need to do. We need to eat. We need to extract nutrients and that nutrients needs to help us recover. It needs to help us do everything we do in life. L-glutamine helps with the stomach, helps it to recover. Um, if you've had you know any type of issues with uh, food allergies and stuff like that, it can help the, the stomach recover so that you can absorb those nutrients better. Yeah, some of the reading, I'm sure a doctor might just rip us apart listening to this, but some of the reading yeah. I did on uh, a glutamine was that it heals the intestinal wall and makes the joints tighter so that any toxins won't get through. Yeah, that's and the other part of that, like if food intolerances, if stuff starts leaking through the intestines and then your body starts to reject it. Uh, because it's not being used the way it's supposed to be used. It's like in a foreign part of your body, okay. basically. So glutamine can help with digestion, and it mm -hmm. can also help with the recovery of the muscle. Or am I misunderstanding yeah. that? No, yeah, it just it's it's because of that okay, though so it's that part it's all together. Part There's of the no whole silos, process. everything works together. Yeah, it's not like it's like going in your muscle and magically repairing okay. it like little you know dwarves in your muscle okay. or anything like that but it is it helps I I'm take okay it with getting day. dwarves in my muscles <laughs> if, that, if something's gonna help but, you know like it's most of this stuff no pretty much everything natural needs to be taken properly in proper dosages and for long periods of time to to get the results. It's not like a performance enhancing drug where like two weeks later you, you feel the it's results. It's funny because the, the daddy was talking to me about this. We were both joking like neither of us are, are trying to get big and bulkier thing. We just want to be healthy and fit. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we were kind of both like, yeah, these things kind of work. Yeah. But I forget, are you taking any of this stuff or you don't take any of this stuff? I don't take any of it. Yeah, so I stopped. I, I used to when I was younger in the bodybuilding days and then mm -hmm. I just cold stop i just decided to stop everything i was okay. taking protein and all sorts of stuff uh, like not all sorts of stuff but basically protein and creatine were the two big ones mm -hmm. i did uh uh tribulus which was like to naturally yeah booster. naturally and uh a booster testosterone mm -hmm. and it, like I, I tried a few different things and then i just decided i'm like you know what i think i think at that time is when i decided to change my diet and i was like i think if i change my diet a lot of this stuff i don't need a lot of this stuff mm -hmm. you know and and i don't know so i just I have decided not not to take a lot of it. It could probably benefit me, but I just I, I don't know. I just don't all yeah, these powders all the routine. time and stuff like that. So that's it. It's, but I, on on that that's you know on, on this note, we're on diet and what you just said about people trying to get in shape. You started. Um, you did a you do or you did a twelve week challenge with people. Yeah. Which was kind of which I've seen some of the results of. I did it which, too last which, year. Oh yeah, I forgot you did yeah. it, which I thought was kind of cool because. It was a lot of people like it. It's cool when you see people, I guess. Were you, you know, it was pick, a lot of people. A, are you trying to call me some recreational person? You're about to say well, it's a I lot of people gonna, who really aren't that. No, fit. I was going to say it's just cool when you saw people pick a goal 
and then just hit this goal with with not that long, like 12 weeks. It's three months. It's not that long of, of like dedicated kind of attention to to get after something. Yeah. So I don't but know. For some people there, it is. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And it gets if you, if long towards the it. end if you've never done something yeah, like that's that. Fair. It's a long time to stay focused on some something specific um, without any other like all the other influences in your life or things that you loved in your life getting in the way so well why'd you pick 12 weeks was it just uh, 12 weeks gives me enough time to make a big dent into that's okay so that's why six weeks i've seen like six week weight loss yeah it's not enough time to make i want to make a lasting change not like a you know you lost your first 10 pounds because of the water weight you were carrying like i'm not helping you in in the long run and i can i feel like over 12 weeks i can create habits that will last I think that was the biggest benefit for me. After the 12 weeks, you left me with habits that have carried on. Yeah. You know, whereas... uh, I hope you you learned a lot. I learned a lot about diet. I learned a lot about fitness. I learned a lot about my body's recovery. I think that means more than anything... Yeah, just if you understand the stuff yeah. that you never understood. And, and, right? and I, I you know, also want you to feel bad when you, you eat bad things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, no, uh, I don't know if I do that or yeah. not. I don't eat too many bad things anymore. That's the weird part. Yeah. But uh, you had me do something at the end. I'll just, everyone had different goals at the end of this 12 yeah, week yeah. challenge. And the end of the, my 12 week challenge was this hero workout in the CrossFit world called Glenn. Yes. That I never thought I could do because it's. And uh, you'll never forget. I will never forget because. Uh, so Dan said, yeah, Tom, this will be one of your goals at the end. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. And it was do 30 uh clean, clean and jerks, jerks at 135 pounds yeah. then you run a mile then you climb a rope 10 times yes 10 times then you run another mile yep. and then you do 100 burpees and you have to do it under 45 minutes that was your goal yeah and uh that was my, i know that's not the fastest time but that was no, my personal that was goal. goal otherwise and you like you could do it it just if you did, if it took you an hour, then you might have been dying. Yeah, too slow. And yeah. I remember, I don't know, I think I came in at 44 minutes and 37 yeah, we seconds. we pushed or, it right to the end. And uh, the second you almost died on the rope I almost climbs. died on the rope climbs. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't get my grip going. You, you, were, seen, you were a broken man. I was broken. But you know what? I'll tell you, you something. I was it. so proud yeah. I did it. Yeah. Like, I was sure. so proud I did it because I didn't. Those are like life moments. Those though, were right? life yeah. moments. Also, because right in the middle, I thought I was going to fail yeah. because I couldn't grab the rope. My you grip was gone. You just came out way too hot. Yeah, I yeah. thought I was like invincible, and then well, you and had me. Mike Desormo was going at it pretty hard. Too. Yeah, Mike, who is invincible, <laughs> I think sometimes he was going through it like nothing. Yeah. I think he even went to the washroom in fast, the middle of it. Yeah. I think right in the middle of it, I'm like, "Where's Mike?" And he's like in the washroom, yeah. and he still finished in like he under was, 40 minutes. Yeah, or something. he was in the 30s. I think so too, like fast. 38 minutes or something. Yeah, but he and he loves burpees, so yeah. But and, he did. Good. But I did the fastest hundred burpees I ever did in my life. Yeah. I'll never forget. I, I did 30 straight, and I I couldn't open my right hand because it was so my forearms were so, so gone. I had a fist and one hand open and I did 30 straight without stopping and then I just kept going yeah. and uh, I remember Tyler at the gym saw me at the end and he thought he's he just walked in at the end so he yeah. didn't know what I had done yeah. and he's like hey are you do you have to go to the hospital are you okay <laughs> so anyone listening to this might think it's ridiculous but uh, I was so proud and happy at that moment yeah. you know like I was just thrilled that I could my I could do because I don't yeah. like to run I don't climb ropes every day. Like, I yeah. didn't think I could do this. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was that was amazing. So the 12-week... But everyone at that 12-week challenge had other stuff. Like, some people yeah, were trying I to would get never, their first pull-up. I right? would never do that to somebody who I didn't think could do it. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely within your wheelhouse to do it. You, you know, you pushed, you pushed my... Uh, 
He thought my you thought might do process. <laughs> he thought <laughs> you might do a lot. little bit better. Yeah, yeah. No, basically that's what he said. I thought you would. Uh, Rachel was there, and I was looking at her halfway through yeah. the rope climbs, and oh, I'm I like, saw. "What did I do?" To this no, guy? yeah, right. You were thinking. You were thinking. Did he sign the waiver? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go exactly. check. Go check the filing cabinet. Make sure Tom's got a waiver right oh, now. Man. Yeah, but it was interesting for me because halfway through, I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting. I spent 12 weeks here. I'm probably going to fail at this thing." And then I, you coached me through it. Yeah, so that's all it took. Was and there was other things you were trying to get me a clean, and I I got my first muscle up at the end of that 12 week challenge. So it was a lot cool stuff but okay i want to ask you something um about uh let me there's a bunch of stuff here what shakes do you still take uh and these bcas why mm. do people take bcaas so the studies for so branch chain amino acids are so every protein has a certain amount of amino acids uh the branch chain amino acids are, are a certain part of that um part of those amino acids in a protein they've done a lot of studies on them as being the main ones that help uh, muscles grow and stuff like that now there's studies on it that kind of go both ways so some studies show that it's better some not um, the basic thing is that amino acids help your muscles recover and if your muscles recover they will get stronger and, and or bigger depending on you on how you train them um, so it could help depending on what the goal is. Okay. I noticed these things have been an improvement for me yep. uh, as well as increasing my carbs. Yes. Because when I first met you, People I wasn't eating enough food. I was too... Carbophobes. Well, I think if you're not doing any fitness stuff, if you're not going to the gym and you go low carb, yeah. I think I, my body type, I would be able to lose weight, mm -hmm. hold it off, and have a ton of energy and a lot of mental clarity. Yeah. But when I started going to the gym, I needed more carb to feel good because my body, I was getting a super sore throat and my, I was just, just your immune system is was breaking being run down. Um, and yeah, it, carbs also help your nervous system recover better. So you need, you need those carbs. Like when you're doing those kind of, um, high demand movements and workouts, you need the carbs for recovery as well. But you like, every time your muscle contracts it, it we, we also like for those kind of workouts, it's using glycogen, which is carbohydrates stored in the muscle. So once you deplete them, if you want to work out hard again, we need to put them back in so that those muscles can do the same thing over and yeah, over. Yeah, got again. it. That's what I kind of learned. Cause I think before I was, I think at one point I must've been in some form of ketosis and I was yep. I was burning ketones as fuel that I think have to be processed through my liver whereas the glycogen I think is stored right in the muscle so it's a yep. little faster it's, to get yeah, to yeah stored in both places and I don't know what the I think the mental clarity thing is a lot is people eat sugar and then they like when I talk about carbohydrates I'm not like sugar is like a carbohydrate but that's not the type of carbohydrates i eat or recommend people eat and we're talking about complex so what sources, do you recommend stuff like sweet potato rice you know, even potatoes, um, those are complex. They have fiber in it, uh, lots of vegetables, fruit. Um, they have good uh, micronutrients, so vitamins and minerals and stuff like that that help that help your body, right? Like those are the kind of carbs that I eat all day long. So what, what do you notice in people's meal plans? when You know, with the 12-week challenge, when you worked with all of us last year, mm -hmm. um, we're just about to launch the 12-week challenge again. Again, I'm going week. to it again. Yeah, I'm yeah. going back into the 12-week challenge. So and I haven't talked to you about my goals. So I, was just gonna, I was just going to ask you, know, are you ready for it? Yeah. I think I need to improve. My, I, I, already, think, I already wrote out your goals. Yeah, no, I decided. <laughs> I, know, I know I want to do a couple of things. I think I want to do butterfly challenge. Uh, Chest of bars I want to work on, double unders I want to work on, okay, okay. and then some other stuff that okay. I'm sure Dan will just decide. Oh, there goes yeah. the double unders. There goes the other Achilles. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good jumping up and down now. Um, but have you noticed something on people's eating pattern when you program the twelve? When you do the twelve week challenge yeah. for people at Radix, mm -hmm. I notice you give us all meal plans. Yes, of course. and which is really helpful because I don't have to think. I just yeah. look at the list and I eat. Yeah. Um, have you noticed? Is there is there like a common thread that we're all screwing up on? 
during the challenge in life or in life yeah. before the challenge before, even before the challenge yeah um it really depends on the person so there's still grown adults who eat like 12 year olds that's I mean, a that's a one. yeah got it like too meaning many like cur- no like uh for breakfast i have cereal for lunch i have a sandwich uh that sounds for, like how i used to for, yeah for dinner for dinner i have whatever my wife eats and then i eat dessert like that's how that's how i ate as a child that's not yeah, got that's it. not a okay. grown adult. Okay, diet. so how would you sum up a way to eat now? I can <laughs> so, tell so by the look on your face, you're disgusted. I, I am ate like disgusted. that not too when, long when ago. A, I used to love cereal. When a 45 you year did old, a lot of cereal. Yeah, I ate a lot see, of that's cereal. bad. And that, no wonder you didn't have mental clarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The sugar yeah. and you go look on the back of one of those cereal boxes and the ingredient list. Like you're like, what fitness, is half of this? But stuff, the cereal man? box I used to buy said fitness. Yeah, I remember. Stuff. Like, I yeah. think it was Vector or something like that. And yeah. it was like Olympic well, gold right. medalists yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like those that. are the boxes I bought. So I thought, yeah. oh, <laughs> these are probably going to make me fit. Just so much hidden that sugar. That and the 30 like seconds on the elliptical sugar. machine. Yeah. I thought I had it all figured <laughs> out. And my meatless subs, I had it all figured out. So I'd say the average human being does not eat enough protein. And that should be the main part of every meal. Okay, so how much? Uh, so how much protein should we be eating? Up, uh, like I, a, I would say a serving on every meal. Uh, definitely serving every meal, and if uh, you should eat one gram of protein per day of the body weight that you want to be. Okay, so if you want to be 175 pounds, you should, you should eat 175, 175 grams, grams of, protein. of protein a day. So you actually Broken have to up into weigh about this stuff. Five. Yep. Ugh. I know. Yeah. Okay. But it, it's just like anything, right? It's like I actually have to go to work to make money. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, man. Yeah. Like, well, there's all sorts of apps. But then once too, you figure it out, you yeah, can you, have it. My Fitness Pal, you 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 know measure 150 gram uh, 150 grams of chicken. You put 150 grams in the chicken into the thing. It tells you it's 25 grams of protein, uh, and you go on with your day. I think I'm just gonna make things simple and go to the carnivore diet yeah. and just eat meat 100 yeah. percent of the time. I that, think my body type really could get I, along I honestly with that. think that you wouldn't go to the bathroom for weeks if you did that. I, know. I don't know. I really think my body type can get away with that. I swear. <laughs> I really do. But anyway, um, yeah. uh, I'm not going to. But mm-hmm. uh, okay, so not enough protein. Yeah. And then what there's we're all eating. Ve- there's some Actually, vegans listening to this just like disgusting. Oh, right yeah. Yeah. But yeah. even, even the vegans, like I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't know, argue with you. You might have your beliefs or whatever it is, but they need to eat enough protein too. Because they're not getting the amino acids they yeah, need to build you need their amino muscles. Right? Like it's just, it's, basic like physiology you need the amino acids to repair so maybe if you don't work out at all but then like how healthy is that you know you're being a vegan i'm guessing to be healthier but then you don't work out or you know do any type yeah, of yeah, training yeah. well then you're just like I what think is people that? get confused some people get into it for a political stance they I'm don't sure. realize what it's doing and to their e- own body and even they don't if they the do science. then at least get uh, get informed go to see right. somebody who knows yeah and yeah. do it right treat your body properly correct right? and it's like, different for everyone yeah, that's right? true. It is different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's some people like that, that switch to being a vegan and they feel better than they ever felt. And mm-hmm. maybe maybe for them it's right. And then there's some people. I mean, I, I've seen people too switch to being a vegan, you know, and, and you saw these people. Um, and it. then they mm-hmm. got like, you know, some tests done and they realized that a lot of the foods they were eating as a vegan was probably some of the worst foods for their body type. Yeah. So for them, it was not a fit whatsoever. So it, it, mm-hmm. the whole thing about diet that, that, you know, and why some people get so adamant and, and, and really kind of emotional around the subject mm-hmm. is, you know, so many people try to paint things with broad strokes. But look, there's 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 a million different diets that are that are out there. You choose how to eat. And we're, and we're all just, different, like you're saying. Yeah, so, so just choose what's right for you. One, The difference is that most people don't understand because they've never been in touch to truly understand what makes them feel good because they've you know they've kind of forgotten what that was because they've gotten into maybe a lot of processed foods or high sugar or whatever the case may be and then they they think they feel good and then when they change their diet and something that makes them feel good they're like oh wow this is actually good so whether it's someone that's eating meat that maybe shouldn't be eating less meat or a vegan that should be eating more meat whatever the case may be i think there's just it's just it's so individual 
that it, you know some people just lose and sight it's of that. Like what what's what type of way of eating are you going to be able to do long term? Because if you can't stick with it, then what's the point? The uh, I I think you're you're right. Like if if someone changes their diet, they have success on it. They automatically think that diet's going to be right for, for everyone. everyone. And I and I really think now t- in today's world, we all know we are all different. Our bodies are all different. Our yeah. DNA is all different. Yeah. And what works for me based on my ancestry sure. is going to work for different for either. I know a guy who eats keto and only eats one meal a day. So he intermittent fasts for 24 hours, eats one meal a day, and it works and, for him. And it it works for him. He says he's never been clearer yeah, yeah. in the head, and he he works out. Uh, he does jujitsu, like and that's the thing on a lot of these diets. And da, 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 Nick you know? brings this up a lot. When a lot of people want to go on any diet, they just start eating better and cutting out a bit of sugar. For sure, and it, it's almost like any diet clean. you go on, you're going to think is amazing yeah. if you just slightly eat better and cut out some of the processed yeah. foods. Well, and uh, like uh, for like weight loss, it's literally a simple f- uh, formula of um, I need to eat less than I'm putting out on a daily basis to lose weight, and I could do that. I could. Like I could literally lose weight eating out every day. I just have to track it. Yeah, I'm it. not saying it's healthy, but okay. that's how weight loss works. I, I, I want to finish up the, the more deficit. protein every day. Yes. Um, less sugar, I'm assuming. Yeah, every, more vegetables. More vegetables. Every meal should have vegetables. And people hate vegetables, but I don't care. More alcohol. Okay. Yeah. But you can <laughs> put some nice butter all over your vegetables. You could if it. I would only recommend eating grass-fed butter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So don't get crappy butter. Don't buy. There's a, a new Fran- There's a new France brand in Longos now. Have you seen that? That's like I think it's grass fed butter. This grass I think it's called Presidents oh, from France. Yeah. Is, is it, ch- is it, it cheaper? the same one we were getting in Europe? It's the same one. It's the same one we were yeah. getting in Europe. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure that's grass fed butter. You, same well, price. You said you told me it was. I think it's a little cheaper. There's a there's, Whole Foods just came out with another grass fed. Did they butter brand that was cheaper than anything else they've had in there? I bought a. It was. So cheap that I bought a bunch and froze it in my freezer. Oh, really? I don't yeah. think I've seen it. Do you remember what it's called? Uh, no, Rachel will remember It's not 100%. that Rolling Meadows brand, is no, it? No, no, no. Okay. It's a brand I've never seen before, but it's grass-fed, and it was way cheaper than any of the other uh, brands. This time so we don't have to smuggle Kerrygold in from the U.S.? No. no really. You know, at this time of year, local grass-fed butter comes out, because they even had it at Costco sometimes in the past, really? at this time of year, right? Because there's so much pastures, and they the, stock uh, up. often the cows are producing more at this time of year and stuff, so... Um, but you know that's one of the big things holding up. I mean, this might come out yeah, the after, dairy the, tariffs. after the NAFTA, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, agreements coming up. But I know the, about those dairy tariffs because I've had to pay them smuggling in yeah. butter when I declare it at the border. But that's one of the big things holding up NAFTA is that they want access to bring in more, you know, more dairy products into into Canada. Wow. And there's you know this this uh, supply management's in place in Canada that just basically blocks a lot of these these foreign uh, th- these foreign products out. So that's why. That's one of the things holding up, and that's why we can't get certain other dairy products Brands. here. Like, I remember, like Kerrygold. I, I liked Kerrygold so much. I went to uh, Niagara Falls, New York, went to Wegmans. I got a case of it with my son. I drove across the border, yeah. and I declared it. Yeah. And they said, okay, go pay the duty. And I went in and paid the duty, and they're like, how much butter do you have? And I'm like, well, a case. And they're like, how much was the case? And I'm like... I think it was 120 bucks for the case of butter. Like it was a lot, or maybe it was 80 bucks. I forget. It was a lot. And then they're like, well, the duty is 300%. I'm like, well, yeah, 300% on the tax or whatever, right? They're like, no, 300% on the value of the butter. So my duty was like $360 or something. Um, I drove back to Wegmans. I'm like, sorry guys, will you return this? Like I just left an hour ago and they were so fantastic. It was a great grocery store. They took it back. And after they gave my money back and I was walking away, they were like, 
it's a shame, you know, because you left the store with this, we have to throw all this butter out now. No. So they returned it, but they dumped it on my heart. No. You know when your heart just sinks? Couldn't you have paid somebody like 50 bucks to walk across I, the border? I, I, I thought you go, I should go to the border side. with a sign. Will you take three bars of butter for me? Will you yeah. take three bars? Because now I know we're all allowed $20 worth of butter. Yeah. So every <laughs> individual limit, is allowed $20, and that's the limit. Yeah. It is good. Kerrygold, the, the oh. flavor of it. I don't know what, what they do. I don't is know. Good. It is good yeah. stuff. It's good. Yeah. We can get Kerrygold cheese here, but we can't get the butter here. Yeah, the but anyway, there's a few more brands. Okay, so more vegetables. Yes. Uh, meat, less yeah. sugar. That mm-hmm. is that sum it up? Yeah, and eat enough carb, like a uh, eat enough complex carbohydrates for the amount of work that you do. Yeah, got it. So you know, rice, sweet if potato. You, if you work out like an animal, you need to eat more. If you don't work out at all, you probably don't need to eat that much. You know, so th- like that's it's like a it's very basic, but it's. It's not rocket science. Yeah, like what, people make it out to be. So why did you crazy. get into this? Like, why did you start Radic? Like, what, what's what's? Um, I lived in like I lived in the gym all growing up, and I just loved because you there. were bo- you had a boxing background. Yeah, I was. Uh, so I went to combat arts, and I did boxing and, and Muay Thai and grappling. And Nick, you I weren't a combat arts in Mississauga then, were you? But he trained not, with Joey. Not then. Okay. Like when they the first original. opened, yeah. When they yeah. first opened, and then they're. Yeah, for the first few years I was there, and then he went a couple years after. After I, I okay. stopped going there. Okay. So yeah, I lived in the gym and through competing, um, I hired myself a strength and conditioning coach and a nutritionist. So I've been, I, you know, I started working with those at a pretty young age compared to to most people, and then you just start to learn a lot about how your body body reacts to that kind of stuff. And then I just was so fascinated with the whole thing. And then I also didn't like not being in the gym. So I figured I'd kill all those birds. Okay, so I don't just, want, I don't like not being in the gym. So <laughs> yeah, I open just the gym. be there all the time. So you open the gym. Now I like, you know, after some days I'm like, I need to not be in the gym. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the classic story of it following is. your passion. Sometimes you have to treat it as a business, even if it is your passion. Yeah. Otherwise, your passion is going to make you crazy. Oh, I know. And like, uh, yesterday, Rach is like, I need you to write up uh, programming for me for all my accessory work. I did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> You've just I, like, I don't want to do but it. Your, I, I do it so much. I, I write up so much programming, and then my wife is the one I get shafted. <laughs> so I think to your credit, I think one of the reasons someone like myself likes going to Radix and to, to a gym like yours is I don't have to think. I'm busy. Mm-hmm. I'm running around with the family. We're running our business and doing our stuff. And then I can just show up there, and you have the programming on the board, and everyone yeah. can scale it according to their ability. Yeah. So like, if I can't do some of the things, there'll be some somebody in there telling me like hey just do it this way and for someone like me who never went to the gym i just appreciate it to be able to walk in not think look at the board it tells me what to do and there's other people that are going to do it with me because that's going to motivate me along yeah so the community of it really helps me as well for sure i've i i still like that as an the athlete side of me it's nicer for me when i start to think of myself so if i try to coach myself and i'm coach and athlete it doesn't work I'd rather have somebody just tell me what to do too. Yeah. But like it's, it's, it's so much easier as an athlete or, or for me to have somebody just do that for me. Yeah. Because even if I overthink myself, I don't overthink other people. I, I, I know exactly what Nick's strengths and weaknesses are. I know exactly how I want to program. My mind works very good like that. I look at myself. I'm like, I need to do everything every day. 
Yeah, got it. <laughs> and I yeah, just yeah. break. So you can you're like all of us. You can tell you can tell other people what to do properly. Really but well. You're, yourself, myself, you're a I'm a disaster. It's like Nick and I when we tell people about their properties. Like, hey, you should definitely check on your properties twice a year. Yeah. And there's properties that Nick and I haven't gone to. There was that one rent-owned property we hadn't been to in years. Yeah. And they yeah. bought out, and we still didn't even go to the property. <laughs> but we tell everyone else, hey, here's the proper thing it's to do. It's the proper thing to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I've been starting to follow the gym programming because I program it for everybody else. So then I don't. Not, I'm not thinking. I'm just like I'm gonna do the gym programming today with all the guys um you know put up my score and go on with my day uh for the first part of this year i've been working with somebody else who's helping was helping me shore up some weaknesses and also some injuries um and then once i once i was done with that then i figured i'll just have some fun with the guys how many times does a new person have to go to the gym to really start make getting some benefits from the gym do you think Uh, is it like three times is a minimum Okay. You could do two. It just takes longer, but like three is a good Three times a week? Three times a week, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, not a day or a month. So three times a week because your body needs that much stimulus to to be... Yeah, to make adaptation. Two times will work, but it's like like very small increments. Three times will make a big difference. And then after a while, it's going to... If you want to continue to make progress, four to five times a week. Do some people start out new and come five times a week? They do. We typically but you have to younger. be careful. Yes. Okay, younger, younger and no. older. You have to be careful because it's just Def- a little too definitely. much on your body. And you just need to um, just slowly adapt. Leave your ego at the door. If you have, you know, like if you if you're a naturally competitive person, it's okay to lose. Yeah, got like it. I lose to guys all the time. Yeah, like yeah, it's okay to lose. And what's the hardest movement for guys to do and girls to do? Like, what you know, for guys is the hardest move to learn. An overhead squat. <laughs> overhead squat yeah yeah which is a good telltale sign of like your coordination your mobility your core strength your shoulder strength everything Uh, yeah and can you even get it most people can't even get in that position so for anyone listening to that's when you're holding a bar over your head over your head or it could be just a pvc pipe or a pvc pipe just a light piece of plastic and then you squat down as low as you can go and stand back up yeah so you need to be able to make sure that your hips can pass parallel where your knees are so below your knees and then hold that position with stability and then stand back is it the same for women hardest move women typically are better because they've got a overhead squat better mobility and um yeah, we could get into a little bit, but like femur length. So it's easier when you're the femur bone is the bone that run that goes from your knee to your hip. The longer that bone is, the harder it is for you to sit into full depth squat. It just it's just um, got it mechanics. Okay. okay, most women have shorter femur bones and they just sit well into their squats. They look nicer when they do it too. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Guys are all awkward trying to. Yeah, mo- like most guys. I thought you uh, were no, going to say pull-up is the hardest thing for a guy to do. No, no for females. For females females okay, so is a pull-up. Pull up. Upper upper body strength in males is typically a lot higher than okay. uh, females. Females have to most, unless there's obviously girls who are genetically very strong, um, most females have to work for their pull-ups. Yeah, That's not, it. doesn't mean, like, I know some CrossFit girls who can do a lot of pull-ups. Sure. But, they but, just work that. But general population Yeah, pull-up general pop- pop- for population females. pull-ups, yeah. yeah. They squat the, and they have good lord body strength. Yeah, yeah females, got it. Yeah. I think the one nice thing for for you know anyone looking that maybe hasn't worked out before is looking to start, whether it's at Radix or, or searching for another gym. I think one of the things that I really liked about Radix and some other gyms that maybe like this is they're very open to multiple disciplines, right? Because the way you structure things, like there's boxing there, there's even jujitsu there sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a weightlifting gym that's kind of, the, that's, you know, it's, it's actually, it's uh, Radix Barbell Club, or yep. Radix Barbell, yeah. right? Within the gym that's, that's for 
And when you say weightlifting, a lot of people don't say, like the Olympic weightlifting, like the mm-hmm. Sachin and Jerk, they focus on that. And then there's personal training sessions throughout and different trainers that come in with all client, like clientele that are beginner or advanced doing all sorts of different things. And I think that creates an environment that everyone is very open and um, to to different skill sets, to different um, experience levels. And it just really changes the environment. Whereas if you go to some to some place that's maybe they focus more on people that are advanced. If you're a beginner, you really go in and you can be inti- intimidated and, and things like that. Or if you you want to try something new, they're very stuck in their ways with where this is the only way to do things. So, you know, for anyone looking to to try something out for the first time, I just think what if you can find an environment like that. I feel like it's much easier to stick with it. It makes mm-hmm. it easier to go and it, it makes it more fun. And, yeah, you know, those people become your friends, right? Yeah. And they encourage you. Yeah. yeah. And going to a gym is usually very uh, a solo thing, but not this type of gym, yeah. which yeah. is so helpful. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And, and yeah. it, the only way to create long term adaptation is consistency. So yeah. you have to be consistent. Yeah. I feel very grateful, man, for, you know, Radix, for you, for Rachel, for everything that you guys have done. So That's it's cool. been good for, for me, my fitness, my state of being my mental health everything really really good and i think it gives you a lot of confidence because when i learned like i couldn't do a single pull-up when i started and now that i can do multiple pull-ups and stuff Mm -hmm. you get confidence in other areas of life oh for sure i think it translates big time totally and especially when you start crushing goals and you're like well if i just actually put my mind to something then i can accomplish it yeah and you all to your younger brother I did. Five years younger, yeah, no, you me, you fifteen years me smarter. You dragged yeah. me in. I didn't understand fitness before. <laughs> I think my brother says the same thing, but I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> younger brothers. You know, you have yeah. to give them some stuff. Um, so, Dan, uh, URLs to twelve week challenge is about to start up again. Yes, what, next what, Monday. Next Monday, and mm-hmm. the URL. I don't know to to find the gym. Uh, Radixperformance.com. Radixperformance.com. Yep. We'll put a link to it on the notes for this podcast Sweet. as well. Yep. And your Instagram. Yeah. Uh, follow at Radix Gym. At Radix Gym, yeah. all one word, R A D I X. Oh, then you can see Tom do his, his next 12 week challenge. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it'll be totally embarrassing. Yeah. My son sees me sometimes on your stories Does like that. Yeah. I saw you. I'm like, I don't know. I probably just looked like I was kneeled over and about to pass That's out. Hilarious. But it's good. Those kids, man, they love Instagram. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dan, thank you for this. Yeah, Appreciate no it, man. No problem. Hey everyone, it's Tom Crads again. So hopefully you enjoyed that ch- chat with Dan. Uh, great guy, very knowledgeable, um, does some awesome programming for us. So we're really grateful that we have crossed paths. And uh, on the next episode, we have another story, uh, your life, your term story, I'd call it. So stay tuned for that episode. We're going to be releasing that uh, next week. Stay tuned. And in the meantime, if you're looking for any real estate related information, we probably get uh, the most questions around our membership and what the Rockstar in Our Circle membership is all about. So if you want to understand what our membership is all about, you can go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. So rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. And we list out all the benefits of becoming a Rockstar Inner Circle member there. And uh, with that, we'll wrap up until next time. Your life, your terms.